And welcome back to The Big Wake Up Call. I'm Ryan Gatenby. Time to bring in my next guest. You know, for the second year, a groundbreaking report... Uh, let's try that again. Three, two. For the second year, a groundbreaking report, Everyday Wealth in America, reveals how everyday Americans are viewing their life and money. Joining us today to discuss early insights from the study from Edelman Financial Engines are two of the top experts in the nation. We have returning guest Gene Chatsky, best-selling author, now hosts the Everyday Wealth podcast, regularly appears on networks like CNN and MSNBC. Jason Vandaloo is the co-chief client officer for Edelman Financial Engines. It's a wealth planning firm that helps 1.3 million people move their financial lives forward every day. Gene, Jason, welcome to the show. Thank, Thank you, you so much for having us. Gene, today you are entering our four-timers club, so you are just one appearance away from a, a hat or a coffee mug. Can't wait. <laughs> so, Gene, what, what can you tell us? It's a brand-new study, second year in a row. What can you tell us about this year's Everyday Wealth in America study? So, as we did last year, this study, which, by the way, comes from Edelman Financial Engines, takes a, a real look at how wealth intersects our life, how it, how we relate to our wealth when it comes to all the other things that are going on around us. And this year, we focused on a few areas that we knew are particularly concerning for people. We looked at home buying, we looked at credit card debt, and we looked at relationships, and the results were really interesting. So, Jason, what are some of the highlights that uh, that you took away from the study this year? Well, Ryan, one of the first things we found interesting was that very few Americans actually consider themselves wealthy. Only 14%, in fact, of the people that we surveyed said they feel wealthy. And what was interesting to us is that 67% of our survey respondents said they would need a million dollars in the bank to feel wealthy. Hmm. Last year, that number was only 57%. So with everything happening in the stock market and inflation and, and interest rates, it's, it's just getting a lot harder to be wealthy and, and to feel financially secure. Do you feel that's accurate, that you can't consider yourself wealthy unless you have a million in the bank? Well, what's interesting is uh, we asked people, what is that magic number? And we found that no matter how much you have, the answer is always more. Yeah. And I think there's just so much pressure uh, with, with everything that's happening in the market and, uh, frankly, with everything we're seeing from those around us uh, that just keeps us chasing uh, and feeling like it's, it's never quite enough. And then, Gene, you mentioned uh, home buying earlier, and I know the interest rates have been uh, very volatile. Can you talk to us about uh, some of the challenges with home buying today? Yeah, it's not just interest rates. It's a combo platter of interest rates and inflation and the fact that we've got a very slim supply of homes to buy on the market. And what that is is doing is making a lot of people feel like home buying is unreachable yeah. for them. Um, when we look at those people who are in the market for a home, 45% say they've gotten discouraged from, from shopping around. And about 35% of people overall and half of those people in their 30s, that age at which we typically buy that first home, are telling us that they feel like the window has closed around them. See, now people said, my wife and I were crazy. We we bought a house at the probably the height of the market in 2021, but, you know, the interest rate was under 3%. We got a good deal. I've, I've talked to my friends who are trying to be 
first-time home buyers, and uh, it, it's tough out there, as as you mentioned. It's, inventory is uh, is very slim, and th- those that are out there, those houses just seem uh, unaffordable and out of reach. It, it's amazing what a doubling in interest rates, and that's basically what we've experienced can do. And um, we've talked about uh, Jean mentioned credit card debt. Jason, what what can you tell us about uh, the impact of credit card debt on consumers? Yeah, Ryan, what we found is we just are buried in credit card debt. As a nation, we now hold more than $1 trillion in credit card debt. And we found in our study that Americans say credit card debt is actually the single biggest threat in our ability to build wealth. And when you think about it, interest rates uh, now on credit cards are hovering around 20%. Uh, we've, we've seen significant uh, rises in those interest rates as well. And that can take years or some people even decades to pay off. And that's what gets in the way of things like buying a home, uh, much less feeling safe and feeling secure. The credit card interest rates are nuts because I was at the checkout the other day at a supermarket and they offered me, do you want to apply for our store credit card? But I looked at it, uh, 28.99% interest, almost 29%. Yeah, and we see so many people making the minimum payments on these credit cards and you do the math and that's a 20, 25, 30 year payoff. Wow. Uh, and you just you can't dig yourself out of that to, to make the kind of financial decisions that can move your life forward. And the gene you were talking about uh, earlier about uh, personal relationships. What did the study? What did it uncover about uh, the impact of money on our personal relationships? So uh, we found a couple of interesting things. First, we looked at people who had been through a divorce, and sixty-two percent of them told us uh, finances definitely played a role in the breakup of their marriage. But to the point that you raised earlier about what's enough and about comparing ourselves to others, we also looked at the impact of social media, Hmm. in particular at people who spend more than three hours a day on social media, which is a lot of people, more than you would think. And what they said is that more than half of them copped to the fact that they had made a purchase at least one that they could not afford, and they did it because of social media. So it's really a form of pressure to do things with your money that probably aren't in the best interest of your financial health. I think you're right. I think it's a combination of you see comparing yourself to others on social media with these items, but I think you are bombarded with so many ads and influencers and people using these products, I think somehow in the back of your mind, it starts breaking you down. And it's so easy to just click a button and and your credit card is already loaded in the search engine and you can just buy it. One just trick, take your credit cards out of, of of the portals. It'll just make you think a little more before you make a decision. Well, and it's just for, for safety issues, I hate doing that. So, yeah, that is one extra step. If you physically have to get something out and pay for it, that's going to be a deterrent right there, I think. Um, so, Jason, uh, what can people take away from these findings? What's the most important thing we could take away from them today? And then uh, where can people go to, to read about the report? Well, Ryan, I think the big takeaway for us is that money and life are always intersecting. Sure. You just can't separate them. And we need to talk more about our money. Uh, we found in, in our survey that uh, those who work with financial advisors, 76% say that they stress less about their money, but only 30%, uh, 37% of those we surveyed say they do work with an advisor. Uh, so uh, we'd encourage you just to have that conversation. Uh, and and these are conversations we have every week on our podcast with Gene and with our financial planners. So I'd encourage you to check us out at everydaywealth.com. 
And Gene Chasky hosts the Everyday Wealth Podcast. Jason Vandaloo is the co-chief client officer for Edelman Financial Engines. Thank you so much for joining me today. Thanks Thank for having you. us.